This episode is sponsored by Auxilio Partners. Our calling is freeing you to pursue your call to plant. Find out how at auxilio.partners slash five points. Yeah, Ligon, again, just want to thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule. I know you're wearing a lot of hats just in your normal roles and process of where the seminary is. You're wearing a few additional roles as you uh, continue to fill positions uh, at the seminary. And so we're just grateful you've taken the time to meet with us. Uh, I know we previous episode, we talked with you a little bit about the Westminster Confession, its implications for church planning. And because we have a, a listenership that across the span of denominations, a lot of younger guys kind of considering church planting and ministry nationally and internationally, love to just take some time to introduce some of our listeners to what the Lord is doing at Reform right. Theological Seminary. Well, thank you, Josh and Hunter. And thank you for the opportunity to talk about RTS, because I could talk about that all day long. So how much time you got? Uh, uh, Let me tell folks a little bit. RTS, as as you've already heard from Josh, stands for Reformed Theological Seminary. And the the name Reformed refers to the Reformed tradition, that part of the Protestant uh, tradition that stems from John Calvin and John Knox and Theodore Beza has influenced, by the way, not just the Presbyterian world, but the congregational world, the Baptist world, the Anglican world. There are probably 70 million people worldwide right now that are in Mm. some kind of a denomination that is influenced by the Reformed faith and the Westminster Confession. Most of them are from the global south. Most of Mm. them are not in uh, the northern hemisphere. Most of them are in in South America, uh, Southeast Asia, and Africa. Uh, the largest Westminster Confession subscribing denominations in the world are in Korea, mm. uh, and after that, they're in uh, Africa. So the you know the the members of the Westminster Assembly combined uh, divines couldn't believe how how far the Reformed faith was going to spread in their days from merry old England in the 1640s. So RTS is named after that. Mm. Um, RTS was started on Christmas Day. 1963, when a when a country preacher who called himself an evangelist, Mr. Sam Patterson, who was mm-hmm. the uh, president of the French Camp Academy, a children's home up in French Camp, Mississippi, just right off of the Natchez Trace, saw a need for a seminary that would prepare ministers with a conviction of the truthfulness, the infallibility, the authority of the scriptures, the reform faith, and an obedience to the Great Commission, and that meant an emphasis on evangelism, church planning, and missions. And he did that because the denominational seminaries of the Presbyterian Church U.S. in those days did not teach the infallibility of Scripture. There was an article written in the Presbyterian Outlook, which was the denominational magazine. The cover of the magazine had the words splattered across it, does the church need an infallible Bible question mark? And the question mark was bigger than anything else. And four theologians from the four Presbyterian seminaries had written articles, and all of them answered that question, no, the church does not need an infallible Bible, and it doesn't have one. And Sam Patterson, just a, a Presbyterian minister in a tiny little Mississippi town, wrote four polite letters to 
the presidents of those seminaries and said, you know, we take a vow as Presbyterian ministers, and we have for 300 years or so, that we believe in the infallibility and the authority of the Bible. I am sure that what these men have written does not represent the teaching of your institutions. And he got back four sort of condescending letters, patting him on the head, and basically telling him, you know, you just leave the academic stuff to us experts. Uh, you know, we got this. Right. And on, at, as soon as he got those letters back, he said, we need to start a seminary. Mm. And that's how Reformed Theological Seminary was started, that we held classes in 1964 and 1965 in places like French Camp, Kosciuszko, Mississippi, another town right off of the Natchez Trace, and in Jackson at Bellhaven College, what is now called Bellhaven University. But in 1966, we were given a horse farm in uh, West <laughs> Jackson, uh, the Bird property, and with only one structure on it, lots of acreage, beautiful green grass and trees, but only one building, which we call the White House. And we've been there for 57 years. Over the last 10 years, we have been looking for a place to, to relocate the campus more central to Jackson, Mississippi. So we're going to be right in the middle of things, right off of Meadowbrook and I-55, right in the middle of a vibrant commercial and residential center in yeah. Jackson. And God willing, in the next number of weeks, we'll, we'll be there. Uh, we, mm -hmm. we hope to have summer classes starting there. We've got our last chapel service at the historic Grace Chapel on the campus uh, here uh, on Clinton Boulevard on Wednesday, April the 26th mm -hmm. of 2023. And we're very, very excited about this. It's a state-of-the-art facility. We'll have more classroom space there than we had on the original campus. We will have campus housing, just as much campus housing there as we have on the original campus. We'll be closer to our supporting churches and really 15 minutes away from everybody in the metro area mm -hmm. of, uh, of Jackson. So from Madison and Gluckstadt, you could get, uh, Hunter knows Madison Heights because he planted that congregation. You could get from Madison Heights to the campus in 20 minutes easily. Uh, you could get from Lakeland Presbyterian Church mm -hmm. out uh, Highway 25 in 20 minutes uh, easily. And uh, so lots of our supporting churches are close by. We're really close to Albert McGowan's uh, congregation at uh, Redeemer Presbyterian Church on yeah. Northside Drive, maybe five minutes from, uh, from Redeemer Church. And uh, Covenant EPC uh, is just five minutes around uh, the corner. So we're in a, we'll be in a great location. Uh, it's the it's the headquarters campus for our system, Josh. As you know, mm -hmm. uh, in 1989, RTS expanded to Orlando, and RTS Orlando became our largest campus. About the same time, we opened up RTS in Charlotte, mm -hmm. and uh, and and Jackson, Charlotte, and Orlando are still the three largest campuses. They kind of trade every few years, graduating the most students between mm -hmm. those three campuses. And then right behind them are RTS in Washington, D.C., which is actually out in Vienna, Virginia. So uh, just outside of the Beltway in Vienna, Virginia. And then RTS Atlanta, which is in the northwest part of Atlanta, Georgia, really near the new Braves Stadium, just a hop, skip, and a jump from the new Atlanta Braves Stadium there. Then RTS in Houston, which is housed at the Christ Presbyterian Church in Houston. They built a beautiful building for us there. Richard Harris, who some of you all 
will know is the pastor there. Then RTS in New York City, Tim Keller asked us to come to New York City a number of years ago. We partner with Redeemer City to City and a number of other ministries in offering theological education there. Right now, we're housed at the Central Presbyterian Church, which is an EPC congregation on Park Avenue uh, in New York City. And then we're in Dallas, and we have a wonderful partnership with the Park City's Presbyterian Church in Dallas. And we're down in the design district of Dallas. So we have eight residential campuses in seven states, plus the RTS Global Program, plus the Doctor of Ministry Program with the Andrew Jumper Center of the McKinsey University in Sao Paulo, Brazil, plus a Center for Reformed Theology in Jakarta, Indonesia, with the uh, University of Light and Hope in, in English is how that university mm-hmm. is denominated. As I tell people, uh, the sun never sets on RTS. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're all over the place. Yeah, yeah that's, that's wonderful to hear. Excited, again, thankful for the influence that RTS has had in my life. When I was working on my doctorate, I took classes in Charlotte. I had not been to the Charlotte campus for my MDiv. It was all Orlando and some Jackson. And I happened to be up there taking a class and there was activities going on with the Center for Church Planning. You know, they were geared more towards those students that were getting their MDiv, but I snuck in. I I didn't think anybody would turn me away and observed what was going on and was really excited about What's happening in Charlotte? Can you tell us more about, yeah, I mean, about Charlotte that? Is, Charlotte is a great place. Mike Kruger is the president there and, yeah. and does a tremendous job. It's a, they've got a terrific faculty there. It's one of the two places where we do DMIN courses now, uh, both in Orlando and in Charlotte. Uh, it's, it's nestled in the, the South Park area of, of Charlotte on Carmel Road. In, in the campus used to be, Carmel Baptist Church. Carmel Baptist Church moved further out, and Rick Canada managed to buy that property. It's in a wonderful, wonderful neighborhood, just a great facility. But Mike Kruger and his team had the vision to invest in the starting of a center for church planning. And currently, our the man who's leading the center for church planning there is Dean Faulkner. You may know him, mm-hmm. Hunter. He right. uh, is at the South Charlotte uh, Presbyterian Church in Charlotte. He's planted. He's done revitalization. So we've got somebody leading the center that's actually been in the game and understands what it takes to be a church planter because they're they're just some special things you sign up for if you're going to be a church planter. And our aim is to is to make sure that we're doing our part as a seminary to help produce people who are able to be healthy, reformed church planters. And we, we emphasize a number of things uh, with that uh, church planning program. We emphasize reformed theology. We emphasize the character of the church planter, the life of the church planter. We emphasize having a mindset for church planting. We try to emphasize helping people thinking through things like multi-ethnic and international church planning shepherding, leadership development, church health. You know, RTS has been cons- uh, committed to being winsomely reformed. I know the word winsome has become controversial in our day and time. It's never been controversial at RTS. We, we think winsome is not a strategy. It's a character quality. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that is, we think, the best way to commend Christianity, the gospel, the Bible, the Reformed faith, is from the standpoint of a heart and a life in, in which you love the people that you're talking to, and you treat them in that way. Yeah. And we think that's important for church planning, too. So we've, we've actually provide specialized training for church planners. That means conferences, lectures. Uh, we host assessments from, from various reformed uh, uh, groups that do church planning assessment. We try to pro- provide ministry and internship opportunities for prospective church planners in Charlotte, as well as in other places. We have some special degree emphases. So principles of church planning, church planning leadership, evangelism in a church planning context, ministry in a postmodern context, applied apologetics, those sorts of things to really help church planners be equipped for the unique things that they are called to do. And that recognizing, of course, that denominations and networks are always going to be able to drill down further than we're going to be able to drill down at the seminary. We, we're not competing with what denominations and networks do. We're trying to provide a base from which they can actually dig deeper. So those are some of the things we're trying to do at that Center for Church Planning. Huh? Maybe kind of your softball question, what, what else are you excited about? What do you see going on right now at RTS that you're yeah. excited about as you think about the future, things that have already underway that are going on that you'd love to share? Well, here's some things, and and maybe this, I mean, I am excited about so many things about RTS, and I want to say, when I express excitement about RTS, I'm doing it in the spirit of not, hey, we're awesome. (laughs) I'm doing it in the spirit of God is awesome, and I'm thankful that the Lord is using us. We recognize, first, all the credit goes to Him, and second, we are totally dependent on Him. He could end us tomorrow if He wanted Mm -hmm. to. So there, there are so many exciting things to talk about RTS about, but it all, all the credit goes to the Lord. But let me, before I even do that, yeah. let me kind of sketch the lay of the land because we're, this is not a good time for theological education. You will know that 95% of the accredited theological seminaries in North America are in numerical decline. Some of them in dramatic numerical decline. Liberal and mainline seminaries are in dramatic numerical decline. Catholic and Orthodox seminaries in North America are in dramatic numerical decline. But even evangelical seminaries Mm -hmm. are in dramatic numerical decline. You all have seen the newspapers and the, the reports in Inside Higher Education about Fuller Seminary, about Trinity Seminary, about Gordon Conwell Seminary, and even some of our Beloved close sister seminaries are experiencing real difficulty. It's a hard time for theological education, and there are a number of reasons for that. Number one, the demographics. You know, people aren't having babies like they were 50 years ago. There are fewer 18-year-olds now than there were 10 years ago, and and they're going to be yet fewer when we get to the middle of the 20s. This is already causing problems at the undergraduate level. And you're seeing institutions close, and especially Christian institutions close. But it's also causing problems at the at the graduate level. So it's a it's a hard time. Another thing that's happening is there is a decline in church attendance and membership that you all will be very very keenly aware of because you follow those statistics. Uh, really, apart from the Assemblies of God, 
there is not much growing in North America right now. And what that means is fewer ministry opportunities. You may be interested to know, I have more people preparing for the gospel ministry at RTS through the MDiv program than all of the PCUSA seminaries combined. Now, what that tells me is there are not jobs in the PCUSA for more graduates than they are having. By the way, that also tells me that probably, I mean, I'd, I'd almost I'd almost make a bet, uh, though I'm not a betting man on this, that there are probably more Bible-believing Christians, uh, Bible-believing Presbyterians in church on any given Sunday morning in 2023 than there are Presbyterians from a liberal or mainline uh, church, even though the even though the the PCUSA claims to have a larger membership than if you pull together Nate Park and the EPC and ECO, they would mm-hmm. claim to have about almost twice as many members. My guess is there are more Presbyterians and Bible-believing churches in church on Sunday morning now than there are mainline Presbyterians. The one statistic the PCUSA does not keep is attendance. They yeah. keep every other statistic under the sun. And mm-hmm. I, that, that bears out what I'm seeing coming out of the seminaries in theological education. So with that as the backdrop, here's and, and that's why I said I'm not patting myself on the back with what I'm about to say is RTS is growing. I mean, it is just, it is amazing in this environment that RTS is growing numerically. That, that we have the last two years broken the RTS record for enrollment and credit hours. Very, very few people have had numbers like that. Midwestern, our, you know, our, our mutual friend, uh, Jason Allen, has had mm-hmm. great numbers like that. Yeah. amongst alone amongst the SBC schools. Yeah. But there are very, very, very few seminaries that have that kind of thing. Now, I think there are a lot of reasons for that. One, I think, is that we are regionalized because we are in eight different demographic and geographical areas. It allows more people to engage in residential theological education without having to uproot from their church. And one of the trends that you will be very aware of is the fact that pastors are loath to let local talent leave them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with, with a pa- pastor, you know, you're planting a church and you see, man, that guy has got potential. You right. want that guy to stay with you. If that guy can get theological education without being uprooted from you, you as a pastor want to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, we're able to facilitate more of that at RTS than most seminaries, yeah. right? Because most seminaries are in one geographical setting. And if you're not there, you've got to move from wherever you are to get there. But at RTS, if you're anywhere in, in central Mississippi, if you're anywhere in the greater uh, DFW area, if you're anywhere in the greater Houston area, if you're anywhere in central Florida, if you're anywhere in North Atlanta, if you're anywhere in the upstate of South Carolina or in Western North Carolina, if you're anywhere in the D.C. area, if you're anywhere in the metro New New York area, you can get there, have a residential theological experience, and continue to work in your local pastoral context and not uproot your family. Yeah. And that that gives us, there's no other seminary that has, I, I have more practical experiences to offer to seminarians than seminaries that are far larger than me. And part of that is because basically RTS is where the church has asked us to be. We've we've never gone someplace where it was not the church saying, 
we want you here. We, we, mm-hmm. we view ourselves as servants of the church. Mm-hmm. And so why are we in Charlotte? Because Harry Reeder at Christ Covenant Church and Shelton Sanford at Westminster Presbyterian Church said, Luter, Bob Canada, we want RTS to come to Charlotte. Okay. Uh, you know, why are we in Dallas? Because P- Mark Davis and Park, at Park City's Presbyterian Church and David Ray and Providence Presbyterian Church. And, you know, they said, we want RTS in Dallas. And so we've tried to go where the church called us. And because of that, we have a very healthy network of churches. And you take a, take a tiny little area like Jackson. Jackson is, compared to our other metro areas, it's small, 500,000 in, mm-hmm. in the metro area. But 43 paid church internships. Right. Oh, my. Yes. Is that, is that helpful? Oh, boy, is it helpful to me. Um, mm-hmm. Why? Because I think to in our world, to prepare people for ministry, you need a strong seminary education and you need strong experience in a local church. I want our students to get both of those things. I want them to have that both and. And RTS is just able to facilitate that better. So RTS's numbers are just incredible when you look at what's happening out there. And, and, and let me just say, this is a part of the credit to God. I don't think any of our, and, and this, by the way, was in place long before I came to RTS. I don't think anybody sat down and thought this out. I think all they did was, we're going to go where the church asks us to go and where we're able to go. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then it turned out, wow, this is exactly what you need for this time. I, I was talking to a, a British pastor who has ministered in a congregational church in Keswick for many years. He's really tied into a, sort of a broader reformed and evangelical network of people in Britain. And he was saying, you know, Ligon, everybody in Britain looks to RTS, you know, to be a, a, a bulwark, to be a resource and a provider. Um, and I, I hear that everywhere I go, uh, all over the place. The Lord has blessed our RTS with that kind of stewardship uh, right now, where mm-hmm. you know, it's the largest reformed faculty in the world. There are probably only two seminary faculties in the world larger than the RTS faculty. That's amazing. If you look at the productivity of my faculty, I mean, they're writing books faster than I can read them. And, and, and I, lo- I just love getting to support those guys. So yeah, there are a lot of good things happening at, at RTS, but all the credit goes to the Lord. Mm, yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, so Ligon, I, was, I grew up in a PCA church. My dad was an elder. My mentor um, was very instrumental in helping me understand call to ministry and to think through seminary and so forth. But a lot of our listeners don't have that. And they are considering the ministry. They're considering seminary. Um, since you wear both hats as a pastor and the, the leader of a seminary, what advice would you give these potential students, these potential ministers regarding regarding call to ministry? So good. So you know, on the RTS website, I have a free resource on that question. And all they have to do is go to the website, fill out their email address, and we'll send the, the resource to them for free. I give a, a recommendation on some things that they probably should read as they're thinking through this. Obviously, it is vital for them to talk with their pastor or their local leader through the question of call. I can't replace that. I'm going to do my best to supplement that. Most students come to us, Hunter, because a pastor has sent them to us or a campus minister 
has sent them to us or an important spiritual leader uh, in their lives has said, you need to go and talk to reform. And, and that is the way it should be. You know, it just, it makes me happy when I have someone who has had a spiritual role of discipleship in someone's life say, you know what, you need to consider vocational ministry or you need to. So I've got a little resource that people can sign up for. If you go to rts.edu, the website, you can look, it's a little packet of, of material that I provide for people that are thinking through issues of call. Tim Keller and I teach the uh, Introduction to Pastoral and Theological Studies course together at RTS New York City every year. And Tim spends his second day of that class on this question. And it's really good stuff. What Tim emphasizes, and, and what I've always emphasized, is when you're thinking through whether you should go into ministry, you need to, one thing you need to think through is, has the church, and especially have those in spiritual authority and leadership over me, have they recognized in me the character and the gifts to serve in this way? And then internally, do you have the desire to serve the Lord in this way? And do you have the opportunity to serve the Lord in this way? Is, is your life situation allowing you to serve the Lord in this way? And then what, once those things are, are there, seminary itself can actually help you think through the other what do I have the most confidence for? You know, am I, am I a campus minister? Am I a youth director? Am, am I a church planner? Am I a revitalizer? Am I a pastor? Am I a, miss, a missionary? A seminary environment can help you work through those things. And then ongoing interaction with your local church leadership can help you. And, and seminary will bring people who become resources to you into your life. You know, we, we uh, Josh will remember in Jackson, we had a missions conference every year. Mm -hmm. And all sorts of people have gone to the mission field because of that missions conference. And part of the reason is we brought in practitioners and leaders who could become advisors and resources to those students as they were thinking through those issues. And so I, I think it's important for people that are, that are on the, they're not yet in seminary, to realize they don't have to have all of those answers before they start. Mm -hmm. And in fact, they won't have all of those answers. They need to have some things figured out before they mm -hmm. start, but there will be other things that won't become clear until they have served and grown and studied for a while. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Almost everybody is in the same boat. I was a candidate for presbytery before I went to seminary. Very few of my colleagues in seminary, uh, my fellow students in seminary were, very few of my students uh, are now. I'm thankful that I was, and that that got me some oversight and, and companionship and encouragement that, that a lot of guys need, but it, it is a process. And uh, so I'd, I'd say to folks, be patient with yourself. Don't think you have to have all the answers because you want really lean on your local pastoral council in that area. Mm -hmm. Your pastor mm -hmm. knows you in ways that no seminary professor or dean of students knows you yet. Now, hopefully, we will know you really well. Char Charlie Wingard sits down with every single student before they leave RTS Jackson 
and he is deep down into their life and what they're getting ready to go and do. Like a pastor, we want as professors to be involved in your life, but we won't know that yet until you come to be a part of us. Your pastor does know Mm -hmm. and uh, really rely on that. That's very important. Ligan, I'm, th- this last question is probably the most challenging one you'll ever be asked as the chancellor of RTS. Um, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I took my son by the seminary in Jackson just to show him where I went and um, where he was born. He doesn't, we moved from Jackson when he was very young. And so we were at a local restaurant and we were talking and he, he said, dad, what is RTS? And so I explained, you know, Reformed and Presbyterian and seminary, and he just kept looking at me, his head tilted sideways, and he said, no, Dad, that's not what I mean. He said, Dad, Alabama is the Crimson Tide. Ole Miss is the Rebels. What what is RTS? And the only thing I could think of was the hammers from Martin Luther and the Protestant Reformation. So if there is not a mascot, I would encourage you to begin for the sake of my son working on working on that. I'll put you on the committee, but I I guarantee you there'll be a recommendation that it's the Crimson Tide. And I'm not around. Warren Williamson, because I know that'll be the recommendation that, yeah, that comes yeah, out of it. Yeah, yeah. Some deep biblical imagery with the Crimson Tide, you know? Indeed. Indeed. I mean, if the shoe fits, if the shoe yeah, fits. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, look, there is flowing a Crimson Tide. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, Ligon, we're so grateful again that you've taken the time to uh, to be with us on the podcast. And again, I just want to say from a personal note, um, I, you know, I first heard of you when I was at Southern Seminary, my first year of seminary, uh, still trying to figure out my Presbyterianism. I, together for the Gospel, I, I, can't, I, heard, I saw you uh, speak at Together for the Gospel, got to know a little bit about you from afar and, and kind of all inspired about just the caliber of academics and knowledge and knowledge base that you had. And as I've learned more about who you were and what you were, um, those things kind of made you larger than life figure when I got to RTS. And as I mentioned in the previous podcast, I had to sit with you in a pastoral situation as I was working to ordination. Um, I found all of my intimidation towards you and, and, and kind of ivory tower thoughts of you were, uh, were, were really wasted in this in one sense that there was such a personal caring nature in the way you loved and cared for my wife there's one thing uh that you mentioned in this podcast and the last one that uh I, I think you have responsibility for is um you mentioned that the our demographic is lower because population is lower uh my wife and i were struggling through when to start a family and and you said yeah. don't wait uh just don't wait it's never going to be a good time and so we ended up with two kids in seminary because of you and um <laughs> we, we uh <laughs> and we now have six I'm, I'm not lying to you it was absolutely the permission slip she needed wow. and we have six kids now and so we've done our best to She's populate fine. the next hey. generation through our uh and, and through our covenant theology we we firmly believe that is uh the evangelism yeah. we were about so but uh the pa- warmth and pastoral care that you showed us during that time um, I, I told, I've said it before, it's, it has endeared us to, to you, to the seminary, to its influence on our life during the uh, 
influence in our lives during those uh, years. And so can't, you know, can't recommend or encourage more. I'm so excited to see you there and to see what the Lord is doing in RTS. And just want to thank you again for the time out of your busy schedule to, to spend with us on this podcast. Appreciate well, it so much. it's been a joy to be with you both and, and so thankful for what you're doing and pray the Lord's rich blessings on you and, and hope folks listening in are encouraged by what you are providing uh, to them and the resources that you're uh, sending to them. That's the last word for now. Thanks to you for joining us and listening today. You can reach us with comments or questions on Twitter or Facebook at Five Points Planting or by email at reformedplanting at gmail.com. See y'all next time. Five Points Church Planting is a member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters.